I'm going to read you a new uh, prologue to a book today called The Flower Arranger, and it's by J.J. Ellis. The synopsis of the book, set in Japan, is the following. And now he knew what was wrong with the arrangement. It was the ma, the negative space. There was only one thing beautiful enough to fill it, and finally she was with him, ready, if not willing, to play her role. Holly Blaine wants to cover real news. The entertainment beat, pop stars and teen trends was not why she moved to Tokyo. When she meets Inspector Tetsu Tanaka, head of Tokyo's Metropolitan Police uh, Jaikoku Jin Unit, it might be just her big break. Tanaka isn't so sure, always one to do things by the book. He's hesitant about bringing this headstrong reporter into his carefully controlled investigation. But young women keep disappearing and Tanaka is given no choice. He and Blaine must trust each other if they are to stop a tormented killer from bringing his twisted plan to its shocking conclusion. So now here's the prologue to the book, which I think will be really interesting. Uh, here we go. He cut off the leaf with precision and care of a surgeon, someone who took pride in his work. What was taken away was just as important as what remained. To do the flowers justice, to do the whole arrangement justice, the spaces, the emptiness, the ma, or negative space, had to be calculated in exactly the way his mother had shown him all those years ago. He worked quickly but methodically. Those who saw him doing this probably wouldn't believe he was capable of it. The nerdy salaryman with no friends, just one of tens of thousands in the Akasaka district of Minato, working two long hours with little purpose. Scurrying back like a plague of rats, heads down, masked mu muzzling mouths through the metro tunnels to their single-room apartments in identical suburbs. Some days would be him, but not today. Today was a special day. This location was perfect. A traditional Japanese room in an isolated building without western frills and, importantly, with a large tokonoma alcove to display his arrangement. His mother had always told him that the flowers themselves were just as important as the way they were arranged and framed. So for this most special of occasions, he collected some of the most beautiful flowers he knew of from deep in the jungle rainforest of the Iriomoto Island. The others on the guided tour were too busy looking at waterfalls or wiping sweat from their foreheads to notice him leaving the trail. They didn't see him snipping specimens of the wild Okinawan orchid, critically endangered, he knew, but he had just borrowed some of their beauty, not destroyed it. With their branches of distinctive white, pink, five-petal flowers, they would grow back to replace the ones he'd taken. He held up one of the flowers to admire it. Its asymmetrical nature was in itself a thing of beauty, something his mother had delighted in pointing out to him. The five petals would, to an untrained eye, seem unbalanced. Between the first and the fifth petal, there was almost a semicircle of empty space, nature's own answer to Ma, as though two or three of the petals had already been plucked before their time. If his arrangement in the Tokonomo was a tribute to the beauty of, his, of the mother he remembered, then the music playing in the background, the same song repeating over and over, well, that was something for his father. Ikebana, the art of flower arrangement was supposed to be silent, but he always played the same song. It was a song that had been used, abused in his view, and in the view of its composer, 
in an American film, but it was a pure song, a song that with its strange structure, its soaring vocal that never reached a chorus, never repeated, was the perfect accompaniment to his flower arrangement, a compliment to the haunting beauty of these rare orchids. Everything felt right. Everything felt ready. The Ray-Ban wayfarers carefully repaired after the unfortunate incident at the concert shielding his eyes. The black shirt and trousers were newly ironed and pressed. Standing guard, the two snakes he had collected on his jungle trip. There was one thing he wasn't sure about. The mascot he liked to take to concerts that he was known for and that had even allowed some of his idols to touch. The comforter his father had given him to sleep with each night. He placed it in the alcove to the right of the flowers and twigs. The candy-coloured clown. The song began again, but he didn't mime as the actor had in the film. He sang in perfect tune, matching the multi-octave purity of his hero's voice. His father's hero's voice, the other man in black, the one who wasn't Johnny Cash. Now he knew what was wrong with the arrangement. He'd always known. It wasn't the striped male doll with the made-up laughing face. It was the ma, the negative space in the centre of the arrangement. It needed to be filled. There was only one thing beautiful enough to fill it. And finally, she was here with him, ready, if not willing, to play her role. Well, that sounds like an interesting start, doesn't it? More to be continued.